It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. We at Fatanize pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. Is this thing on? Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Fatanize, Australia's only plus-size community podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today's episode is dedicated to a certain brand, a certain store that all plus-size people in Australia will be aware of, City Chick. Now, after briefly ranting about City Chick with my guest, Jamie Nicole in my first episode, I thought, why not have an entire episode dedicated to the many issues that comes with City Chick? So on today's show, we have former City Chick employee and now body positive photographer, Chayla Taylor. There was so, so much to talk about. So much so that we recorded way over time. So get ready for all the rants, my friends. Grab some popcorn, pull up a chair because you're about to listen to two former City Chick employees go all out towards Australia's biggest plus size brand. Shayla Taylor, my dear, welcome to the Fatanize podcast. I am so, so happy to have you here. Oh, so much for having me oh I hope you are all ready for some neurodivergent chaotic info dumping <laughs> yes always always my dear always as soon as you appeared on the comment section of my city chick post I'm just like oh honey we have some words to share we have some topics to digest this is this is it yep last year I made like a few tiktoks about um, my experience working there but I ended up having to delete my account and start again so I, I, they're not out in the world anymore <laughs> oh so this is exclusive then your thoughts feelings emotions of city chick are very exclusive Ooh. <laughs> so before we kick off the show with that juicy topic as always when I bring my guests onto the show we share how we're feeling about our bodies because obviously our journeys for body positivity, body neutrality. It's never linear. It's never straight. It's all over the place. So my dear, how are you feeling about your body today? Is it a bit of a yay, bit of a nay, yeah, a bit of a, a meh? it's a yay day for me today. Yes. I'm, I'm a big believer in dopamine dressing. So I feel really cute today. Um, I went and met with like a new PT place this morning and was like, I don't want any talk about weight loss, changing how my body looks. I want to feel fucking strong and I want to turn up with an iced chocolate and not have anybody, you know, try and make me feel bad about it. And they were like, oh my God, we love you. And so it was like a great yes. thing. Yeah. Even though I'm a bit sore from moving house, I am feeling really great today. Oh, I love that so much. That's what you need. You need a PT that's going to support you. And that has the same 
values you, not like someone that's going to make you feel shitty about yourself and just be as all like, oh, no, because you're fat, your only goal must be lose weight, not get strong, not become more pain-free, not anything else, just lose weight. Yeah, I love that, love that so much. I think for me, hmm, how am I feeling about I think today's just a bit meh. I think I've just been too busy to even consider my body. <laughs> it's I, it's just, but you know what? It's been getting me through this week. Um, my mental health's just been a bit all over the place. So it's kind of, I've just kind of just been like, all right, any hateful thoughts about my body, we're going to push to the back of my head because I don't have time for it. I'm too mm-hmm. busy. I'm too preoccupied to even go there. <laughs> yeah. I think of it like if my best friend texted me and said, I I'm feeling really gluggy and like a bit slow and sore today. Like, what would I say? And that's how I try and have my internal dialogue. So, you know, if I mentally texted myself, oh, like I've got a few pulled muscles from moving house, I'd be like, well, babe, just like look after yourself today. Drink some water, rest if you need to. Um, And that's all you can do. Don't push yourself too hard because you're just going to make it worse. So, that's how I always try and treat myself. I love that. That's such an important sentiment. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk <laughs> about City Chick. My recent post about City Chick, it went kind of viral. I posted I it. I love that. I, it made me so happy. And for those that didn't see it, basically, it was a post calling out City Chick, basically, and just saying, anyone else just feeling a bit meh about them and I spoke about it briefly with Jamie Nicole who we love who we adore shout out Jamie I spoke about with her on my first episode of Fat and Eyes and I've just received so many DMs so many comments including you my dear of people just agreeing (laughs) 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 this is my moment (laughs) so I thought you know what let's bring on a whole episode dedicated to City Chick and why not have an episode featuring two former employees. (laughs) So I um, started working there in 2011. So um, I'm based in WA. So I started working um, in the city store and in the carousel store. And um, I'm really lucky the friendships that I made from there so uh like four of my closest friends were all former employees some of them stayed for longer than me they got to 10 years or they were already working there when I started um and they didn't leave till after I had left um but a lot of them it's like we'll never go into retail again because we're so scarred from the experience so um Mm -hmm. I was a casual became part-time became an assistant manager, was a manager, went on maternity leave, came back. Um, so I I worked in quite a few different stores and I had three different regional managers in my time there. Um, and it went from being a place where I felt celebrated to a place where I felt so um, emotionally burnt out and like I cried every day before work like I got to work opened the emails burst into tears cried for a good 10-15 minutes and then had to spend the rest of the day being lovely to customers so um and I'm not the only one who's had that experience there's actually a Facebook group um where um you know the city chic slogan is like a world of curves and um Mm -hmm. somebody called it a world of trauma (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I need to find this group. This is my home. This is my yeah. place. Yes. Like when, I, when I made TikToks about it, the amount of people who contacted me and said I was treated the same, um, this and, and it was happening in other states. And that's why I think it's important to talk about like your workplace culture happens from the top down. And um so they were in other states being tra treated the exact same because they would have been getting the same emails from head office. They, they were getting the same treatment and the same lack of support and HR and everything. So uh, City Sheet used to be owned by a group called SFG, Specialty Fashion Group. And so they owned Autograph, Katie's, Miller's, City Sheet. Um, they briefly had some other brands like La Senza, which was like a Victoria's Secret type brand that was in Australia very briefly um, and yeah so a little while ago they broke away from specialty fashion group and City Chic's now its own thing but it's very interesting watching the progress since I've left how um, their their business model has been shifting um, mm -hmm. but still not catering to their to their actual customers Mm -hmm. that's the most frustrating Ooh. thing yes for people that because of many people probably listening to this might not have ever worked at city chick people that have worked <laughs> there as soon as they hear email they're just like oh that that email please yeah. describe to our listeners because every morning when you go into the store like you know like any other retail store you know you set up open up the computer get the register or sorted stuff like that unpaid time unpaid time of course of course you always have to get there early and not get paid for that time of setting mm -hmm. up always and and it'd always be the air cons would not be on yet and the store will always be <laughs> bloody hot especially <laughs> especially the change rooms oh my god that's another, yeah that's change another story. rooms are always hot oh but there would be this email that you get every single time and it was the biggest email and not just for you to read but you had to like send back all this information and then you had yes. to take photos of yourself and the girls and be like have some quote with it or have some and you'd be like have to add a funny gif in there like it'd just be so much before your shift even started so much every day like <laughs> the thing is is that the business wasn't as profitable and then they started instead of going look at who's the captain of this ship where are they steering it they would blame the people on the floor and say everything's your fault never mind that they never ever use models that are the actual size of their garments so oh. everything used to be fitted on to the she was the main model for city chic for years and everything was fitted to her and uh, so if it didn't quite fit her then it wouldn't fit other people and they kind of graded up from there because the problem I always have with city chic is the shoulders are too too big in everything like the shoulder would be this much higher than where I am mm -hmm. and I'd be like what the fuck this doesn't make any sense but they fitted everything on her and then when she didn't want to be the model anymore she wanted to become um the jeans designer that's when the stuff with the sizing started to get fucked like a moving house I um found like bags of clothes from years ago and I have an extra small city chic dress that still fits me and the items I'm buying at the moment are a large and I'm like, how does this fucking make sense? And as a manager, you go to these managers meetings, right? 
And so at a manager's meeting, you would have like the CEOs there, people who work in head office, that sort of thing. And they say that they're like all about celebrating plus size, but it was always fashion first, plus size second. So the fact that they catered to a plus size market was just a convenient way to stand out in the industry. It wasn't really about wanting to serve them. For years, they talked about going smaller rather than larger. So they wanted to meet the gap between straight sizes and plus sizes. So around the time that they were looking to go to America, this is when I became a manager. So I managed the Morley store, which is now closed down uh, for 18 months. And then I went on maternity leave. And um, in that time, the store that I managed hit 1.1 million for the year. And it was a very, very busy store. And then, so they decided to open a lot more stores. So they had all these managers meetings where they would talk about the goals for the company. So they wanted to bring City Chic to America and they put them in all of these department stores in America called Nordstrom and it had done quite well. And so they, they, their goal was to go to California and the population of California is the same as all of Australia. So 25 million people live in one state in America. Mm-hmm. I think some people think America is the same size as us, but population density, much bigger. Yeah. And so their goal was to have as many stores in that one state as they have here in Australia. So hundred stores in California, and then to take over the plus size market there. But in America, plus sizes start from what we would call a size 12. So that's why they wanted to bring the sizing down instead of extending the sizing up because they saw, because it's just about making money. And so we would, there's a 2XL available at City Chic, but it's only ever online. And so at the manager's meeting, we would ask questions like, why is this size not in store? I get clients asking for it, wanting it, especially in jeans people wanted the size 24s and we would never have them in stock. And I was like, in a room full of other managers when they basically said people that size don't have money they won't spend that money they'll just go to Kmart and I was like how do you know they don't have money if they don't know that the size is available like that was (laughs) mind-blowing so they saw this size 12 market as a very profitable we can get money from these people but then the other end of the scale they would be like well We're not going to show models in that size ever. We're going to heavily Photoshop our models into oblivion. And then we're also not going to stock them in stores because we don't want their money. That's basically their whole, that's why it's like they're about money and about fashion first before they're about plus size. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just like, we just happen to be plus size. And it's like, no, you want to be an industry leader, but you also want to promote like, not embracing your size like it's very very frustrating because even like the mannequins they would supply in the stores we had to pin the dresses back onto them to make them fit I had to do that too yes yes Yes. Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't even and it was like I still have one of my old big city chic mannequins Mm. um and the extra smalls sometimes would be too small on them because they were a larger size and then they brought in these new thinner mannequins that we had to pin the extra smalls back onto and that's supposed to be a 14 like extra small (laughs) and it was all 
yeah, it was ridiculous. Now this, this is a bikini body. I'm ready to go piss some people off at the beach. The thing about these emails from head office is that they would make you create these action plans and they were actively blaming the staff for the company not performing well. So that yes. if, if the clothes didn't sell because they had designed them, that was somehow our fault. Mm-hmm. And, and if they had fit issues or if clothes turned up moldy, which happened all the time. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jeans would arrive wet and moldy that was somehow our fault and we needed to create action plans around it and so as a manager I was creating like a great profit for the business but I wasn't really valued as a person I won this competition um, within the company to fly to Sydney um, for the opening of this flagship store in Sydney so they literally put me on like a 6am flight I arrived in Sydney in the afternoon went to like this big party and then they flew me back that night like I didn't even get to sleep it was, it was like win a trip it was like wow. win two flights but anyway <laughs> at this party they um pointed a, a like a video camera at me and said like how has working at City Sheep changed your life and to me I had just won this competition so I was like oh it's completely changed my life I'm so confident in myself now blah 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 they took that video and used it as a marketing um, technique on their website for staff to apply and to recruit in America. And they didn't even spell my name right. Like that's how little they actually valued me as a person. They couldn't even spell my name correctly. But they never told me what the video was being used for. It, it was like they just took it and were like, oh, yeah, we'll use this to recruit people in the U.S. And they weren't. they didn't even tell me. I found out about it online and I was like, oh my God, okay. And it was just like, they didn't, they didn't really care about me. Like when I went on maternity leave, it was as if I died. They were like, oh, well, she's gone. And then when I wanted to come back and I was still breastfeeding my baby and I said, well, I need to express my breast milk. They were like, why? And I, and I'm like, like 99% of this company is, women but they had no legislation or anything workplace hr nothing in place about breastfeeding mothers Mm -hmm. like and so my regional was like well you just take that as your tea break and i was like no actually the law says pumping breaks are different to tea breaks yeah and (laughs) yeah like they didn't even know the law it was like i was the first person in the history of City Chic to want to express my breast milk, which is a legal right <laughs> to do. And and it was like, well, we had to have a fridge for like storage so that I could store things. And if some some stores had nowhere for me to be able to express breast milk. And my regional was like, can't you go to the toilets and do that? And I was like, no, I, I need power. That's how a breast yeah. pump works. And also that's not like sanitary. And I was just treated like, I was a huge inconvenience because I wanted to return to my job, but also be able to express breast milk during my pregnancy had to get a a note from my doctor that said Shayla needs to sit down every hour. She has a high risk pregnancy because I had an issue with my placenta and my regional said to me, you're not disabled. You're just pregnant. And I was like, yes, but I don't want to lose my pregnancy. (laughs) Like it, it was, the lack of care, I, 
I cannot stress enough how like upsetting it was, how isolating it was. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Like, oh, so many of the things you said, I was just like, yep, at that, it sounds horrible to say. I was just like, yep, that's not surprising. Yep, that sounds about right. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's just exactly. Mess. And anybody yeah. who's worked there knows. So as a, like as a manager and as a full-time team member or part-time team member, mm-hmm. you do get a hefty discount, like 65% off, but you're mm-hmm. expected to buy clothes every single week. So what they did is Ooh. that they increased the price of clothing, which is like, that's inflation, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So when I started working there, I remember you could buy a dress for $90 and now what are they, $150 for a basic yeah. dress? Mm-hmm. Maybe $120 if you're lucky. So they put the prices up and then gave us a bigger discount so they we ended up paying the same amount or if not a little bit more um, and then tried to make out like we were getting a really great deal but as the manager of a store any new clothes come in every week you had to buy three items a week which I mean it sounds exciting at first until you realize when this item goes on sale I literally can't do anything with it and then if we were seen to be yeah when we when we were seen to be selling things like say on ebay that was considered theft. It was like uh-huh. selling the items that I have paid for that I can't wear to work anymore was theft. So it was like an impossible situation. But not only that, is like you had to buy three new items. So maybe a dress, a top and a skirt every single week. That could easily be a third of your pay because we were paid maximum like $20 an hour. I think it's probably a little bit more than that now. So you, you had to spend a third of your pay on new clothes. You had to buy accessories to match. You had to get your makeup done, all of that stuff, because you weren't allowed to come to work with no makeup on. You weren't allowed to come to work in certain shoes, but they had to still be fashionable shoes. Mm-hmm. And then they would just break because they're not made for the kind of standing for eight hours like we had to do. So it, it kept, I found as soon as I was out of it, wow, I was kept in like a poverty cycle. So I felt like a pretty thing on the outside, but I could never get ahead financially. Hey all, it's me, Demi. I'm going to be annoying here and ask you all a big, big favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, please show us your support by leaving a rating and review wherever you're listening to today's episode. Every rating and every review helps us reach more people in the plus size community. And I mean, who wouldn't want that? So please give us a rating, give us a review, share this podcast with all your fellow fat friends. Now back to today's show. So I was a Christmas casual and then I continued being a casual for months later, but my, (laughs) my experience was very interesting because I stopped working there when the pandemic happened. So when the pandemic happened, all the clothes shut down and stuff like that. And at that point, our store, so I worked at Carindale in Brisbane. And I also sometimes uh, dabbled in Chermside and also Garden City before Garden City closed. And what happened was with, at that time, Carindale didn't have a manager. So we were a bit like, it was a bit weird, like where we were at kind of thing. And when our store shut, like, the people were like you know messaging and emailing being like oh come into the store to help with cleanup and all that kind of stuff it's just like am I gonna get paid don't know if I was paid or not not too sure but anyway when all the shops opened up and COVID was was you know becoming what it is right now and like you know there wasn't lockdowns and stuff 
I heard nothing from anyone. And I had probably been at the store probably for about four or five months. I was still like, you know, I hadn't been there for that long. I wasn't that close with any of the workers there or anything yet, but I had their numbers and I had not heard from anyone yet. All the stores were opening up. I saw it in the city chick Facebook group that um, all the employees are in and no one had contacted me. I tried contacting people and I heard absolutely nothing. And I'm just like, do I still have a job? What, what's, what's, what, what's, what's going on? Yeah. And yeah, it ended up being months later and I just didn't hear anything. And I was just like, do I need to go into the store and be like, hey guys, um, do I still work here? What's, what's happening? And wow. it got to the point and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. I didn't like the job anyway. I'm just going to email the regional manager I'm just going to email her and just resign. And I emailed her and I never heard back from her either. So, and then after that, so that like that months after that, I got phone calls from once was from the Carindale store. The other one was from Chermside. The other one's from Garden City. Since then I've gotten phone calls and being like, Oh, can you work today? It's like, um, what? They're just like, Oh, can you work today? Oh, can you, can you fill in for this store? It's like, I don't work for City Chick anymore. And they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're just like, oh. And then I'm just like, should you tell someone? They're just like, oh, they're, they're above me. It's like, okay, bye. It's just like, <laughs> they just kept, yeah. like months later down the track, they just kept being like, oh, can you work? She's like, you ghosted me. So that was yeah. my experience. Like I just got fully ghosted. And I don't, I yeah. understand. I understand it was difficult. There wasn't a manager at the time. And I know they are bringing in a new manager. And the pandemic, you know, that was that caused a lot of frustration for people, but like to ghost me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the responsibility of the regional. Yeah. Like I emailed the re- I emailed the regional manager and I said, I'm resigning. Cause I've not heard from anyone for months. I don't even know if I have a job anymore. And I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it's exactly. Cause they don't, they don't really give a shit about you as a person. Like they absolutely do not care about you, your mental health, anything like that like there's just no support like one of my best friends she was there for 10 years and she was coming up to long service leave and was really struggling with her mental health and so um 10 years you get long service leave right Mm -hmm. so she applied for her long service leave and it was going to be over Christmas and they denied it and she was like my mental health is so severe I I can't work I want to take long service leave and they said no, and that's when she finally left. But they they did with us who had tattoos, who had an alternative look, they would make us feel like we were never going to get a job anywhere else. And so we felt really trapped there. And so mm-hmm. she, her and I felt a lot of fear about leaving um, because they would say, oh, yeah, and nobody else would hire you looking like this. And, you know, the only reason you've got a job here is because you're plus size, you know, it wasn't really about how good we were at our job or anything like that. And, um, you know, there was quite a, a lot of competition in the company about who was going to get the biggest sale that day. And, like, um, yeah, it, it's really, like, all they cared about was money. Like you were not a person. It didn't matter how much we talked to HR. Like I had a regional manager say to me when I had my baby and I was supposed to go back to managing a store and I said, I don't think that I could cope. She was like, well, you need to decide where your priorities are. Are they with your baby or with your store? And I was like, clearly with my baby. 
like what the fuck kind of question was that I could not believe it and I was on the phone to her and was just like in shock like that that's but that's how they treated the managers so we were expected to do so much overtime like you got paid 38 hours a week and I would say we worked at least 50 because I needed to get to the store by 8 a.m I didn't leave Mm -hmm. till way after close and it was the same working in Maya like they would just expect me to work so many unpaid hours so the time when you're setting up the store before it opens you're not paid so that and then when we'd go to fair work about it and say hey we're not being paid even though we're getting to work this early and mm-hmm. we're also not receiving tea breaks, mm-hmm. they it was just ignored. And the thing that really frustrates me is like with all the controversy that came out, that comes out all the time about Honey Burdett, about how their staff are treated, is exactly how we're treated at City Sheep. We're never supposed to have breaks. We were never supposed to sit down. You weren't even allowed to drink water in front of a customer because God forbid they knew that you had a body that functioned. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like even leaving to go on my lunch break, if a customer stopped and wanted to talk to me, I was just supposed to drop everything. And I was like, I deserve to have a break. Like I deserve to be able to sit down and eat my food. And it was, it's just like when I pointed that out and I made TikToks about it, I'm like, when you're when you're treated this way in retail but you're skinny and attractive the media gives a shit but when you're fatties they do not want to know about it because they're like yeah you can treat fat people that way they're so lazy that's why they work at this fat girl store and it was like we were expected to stand for a minimum of eight hours a day and like the pain in my legs was just I feel like it's something I still live with because it's so physically hard and demanding but we weren't offered like no humanity. Like I could not believe that I had to say to myself, I'm, I'm so sorry you can't drink water in front of clients, like or customers when they walk in. And it was like, like God forbid they know that you're a human. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This might be a bit shocking because it was shocking to me when I joined it because I'd been shopping at City Chick for years and years and years and then I'd been a dream of mine to work there because, you know, the people are always so lovely and bubbly and complimenting. Like they're always so lovely and say such nice things to you. So you're like, oh, my God, I want to work here. And the shocking moment when I worked there was that the manager said to me, whenever someone comes in, you can't just say, oh, hi, how are you today? Or hello, or let me know if you need anything. It always has to start off with a compliment. No matter what, it has to be a compliment. You have to compliment them on something. Mm. But then they would always say, oh, but you have to be genuine though. It's just like, I have to compliment every single person that comes into this store, but I have to be genuine. What if they look like shit? What if they're an asshole that I had in last week that was a bit of a cunt to me? Yes. And I don't want to talk to them again because they yelled at me and made me cry in the back room. Like Exactly. (laughs) I know. It's like you you can't be a human being. You just have to be a sales robot. And that's what I hated about it. 
And like taking a mental health day was so like frowned upon and mm-hmm. so difficult. And uh, it's just, yeah, they, they really just push that you should just be a sales robot. You should be a sales fashion robot live love love with your <laughs> their fucking models with their exceptionally flat stomachs and their pinned back clothing and like oh. it's just like they just do not give a fuck and they really really should and they they think that they're doing what's best for us you know what I mean it's like instead of asking us and when I left I had this like post employee interview and I was like email sent out and I was so scathing in it I was oh, that's, just like that's that must be nice getting an email after yes. you leave. That must be yes. so nice. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think it's only because I had been there for eight years mm. that they were like, oh, yeah, well, we'll find out why she's leaving. And I was so scathing in it. I was like, my okay. regional manager openly bullied me, openly told me she disliked me. Like how unprofessional. And I just, I'm not the only one who was treated that way. And it, it's just fucked up because I thought I was alone in it and then when I started to talk about it online publicly and even I had people contact me who had worked for them in the U.S. said that they were treated the same way Mm. and I'm like that is exactly how how this company operates because they just don't care about their staff and they don't really care about their customers unless they spend money but then they don't want to stock the larger sizes because those people couldn't possibly you know have an income or anything and it's literally just a numbers game and yes Mm -hmm. every business has to make money but like I think one the year that I left the company made 19 million profit (laughs) and we're meant to feel sorry for them and feel like it's our fault if we don't make enough money in the store yes did you I don't know like because this was about this was a couple years ago when I worked for them I don't know if this was something that happened when you were there did you have to did you get stats set email to you every single hour and you had to look at those stats and it showed what each store in your region in your state made at that hour and if you weren't the highest one you'd get phone calls and and the thing is as well, I don't know if other stores are like this, like with other types of shops, but if people would come in with returns, those, oh, you're just yeah. like, oh. Yeah, when people came in with returns, it didn't matter if you made $1,000 that day or $5,000 that day. If people came in with with returns, all those sales, that doesn't matter anymore, apparently. If you didn't turn it around and turn that into an exchange or whatever, if you were literally unable to, then you were bullied. You know, your regional would be like, that's not good enough. And and it just, it comes from the top down because the regionals are getting it from head office and head office are getting it from the owner and because he wants to buy another yacht or whatever. Like it's <laughs> it's so frustrating. And the, the lack of fashionable designs. And it's like, it's interesting when you see influencers call this stuff out in, in America, like um, Hannah um, was on TikTok, but she's not anymore, but she would call out Torrid for not having fashionable plus size designs and for the prices that they charge for them. And then people would attack her and say, well, you know, that's where I shop. So don't say anything negative to them. And it's like, well, they could do better. They could do so much better. They have the money. They have the resources. Like, were they at Fashion Week last year? Like, you know, when um, all the plus size influencers went, were they there? No. Like, do they do they sponsor any plus size events? Do they go out in the community? Do they do anything for Pride? Do they show a diverse group of models? No to all of that. 
It's absolutely, there is no indication from them that they give a shit about community. And that is what I feel like will end them as a business because there's just still operating on this like old um, mindset that just, it's not good enough anymore. People much would much rather find smaller brands that care about them because that's the power of social media. Social media creates community. Yep. And um, if we don't feel cared about by a brand, if we don't feel like a brand speaks directly to us, we won't shop with them anymore, you know? And that's, that's, that's it at the end of the day is like, maybe I'll look on there if I need something specific, but I don't want to give them my money and I'm not happy with the designs they have. I'm not happy with the sizing and I'm not happy with the quality and the price that you pay. Like never pay full price at City Chic. Things generally will go on sale six to eight weeks after they come out because it's not mm -hmm. in fashion anymore. Yep. And so when people talk about fast fashion, City Chic is a huge contributor to that. And if, yes. if they have stuff that they can't sell or that are faulty or things that could be easily repaired, instead of doing that, they cut up the garment or they send them to op shops. But generally, a, a pair of jeans that had lost a button, we would have to cut it through the leg or through the crotch to make it impossible to wear and throw it in the bin. Like the amount of waste clothing waste that they as a plus size brand produce and have no accountability for it's just so disappointing it's just I'm just so done with them and I still have like obviously I still got like some city chick stuff in my mm. closet because like you said earlier like the sizing is just all over the place like I'll still have something in my closet that's a small that still fits me now but then I have things that are double xl and they don't fit me like yeah. it's just all over the place and uh I'm just so done with them. I'm just so yeah. done with them. And I'm just so glad that we're able to, because I don't know, I just feel like amongst the plus size community, like I feel like there's just like this hidden rule. You can't talk badly about City Chick because everyone that's plus size in Australia has at least shopped there once because you feel yes. like that's the only place you can go to. So I just feel like there's like this hidden rule, like you cannot mention that they're bad. You cannot mention that they're bad, but it's just like, as you said, they're not really part of the plus size community. Like then you see all these small businesses out there, especially in Australia that are just killing it right now that are doing everything they can to go beyond with inclusivity in their models and their sizing. And just, yeah, you know, what just reminds me city chick just gives me Victoria's secret vibes. That's just what I get. Like they're yeah. just they're just stuck in the year 2005 and think that everyone will just pay $120 for a cheap fabric dress that is on a overly photoshopped model that is probably just like a size 12, size 14 in a plus size store. Like I just think they're just stuck in the times and honestly not surprised considering that they're owned by some privileged old white man and everyone's just just it's it's like the city chick bubble it's like the city chick bubble they just don't seem to understand the world we are at now but because they have a monopoly because they are predominantly the only plus size catered stores in majority of shopping centers it's just so many stores have closed down though like yes they opened, they mm -hmm. opened like five more stores in wa um after i went on maternity leave and most of those stores have closed now and um it's 
but they will blame the staff for that. They will yep. never blame yep. it on their poor business decisions. So they they were not successful in Maya because of the way that they set up the business structure there and the way that they just like expected so much from us as staff members mm-hmm. and like nobody knew, nobody knew that we were there and exactly. our clothes did exactly. not work for the Maya but now they're in David Jones and um and now <laughs> they're stocking such a difference yeah, yeah like it's <laughs> They just, instead of listening to customers they're like where else can we sell the same product in a different color so like they would do exclusive colors only in Maya so that people had to come into the Maya and look at stuff and it was like you're not listening to the fact that this isn't where people want to shop like that that was the super frustrating thing and like that we were just supposed to somehow magically create customers to walk through Maya and it's like department stores are fucking dying like it was yeah. really and yeah, it's just just gross. And and then they would say, well, in our outlet stores in Harbour Towns, there's always XL sizes left. I'm like, well, maybe if you use some XL models and people could see how the clothes actually fit <laughs> on a on a uh. properly plus size body, they would shop there. But if they don't know that you don't that you make the size, how can they shop for it? Like that's so frustrating. And that's any brand that will start a plus size line. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, the people didn't flock in straight away. And it's like, do they even know that you make that size available? If for the last 20 years of our life, we haven't been able to shop with you. And then you suddenly make a plus size brand and expect that message to be conveyed automatically through our fatness into our brain cells like (laughs) how do we know if you're not building a plus size community how do we know like it's it's really baffling that they just do not get it yeah yeah my dear I feel like we could rant about this for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours (laughs) there's just so much to talk about it with it honestly at least a positive we are no longer employed there anymore, my dear. We're yes, past exactly. that. We are past the triggering point of being an employee there. So people that are listening right now that are employed there, I hope you're okay. I hope I you're hope dealing you're okay. with it all. You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, I ho- I really do hope like our conversation today does help employees there or like people that have shopped there or people that used to work there. I hope it makes them realize that it's okay. You're not alone. Yeah. If you've had a bad experience with City Chick and it doesn't have to be this big hidden secret that City Chick is really, really messed up. Okay. We mm. can't just keep only talking about the messed upness of Honey Badette. City Chick yeah. is bad too. And we need to start talking about it. I call myself fat all the time. And I say fat because I own the word. Yes. Why does it have to have a negative connotation? It's like, if you say you're fat, people are like, oh, no, you're not. You know, you're not fat. And they go, no, you're beautiful. I'm like, I never said I wasn't fucking beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. Yes. I hated myself this way. So for the next segment of today's podcast, like every other week, I have a listener send in a dilemma, which is like a Yay! Quest, which is like a question, something that's on their mind that they need a bit of help with. And I saw this question, and as someone that is covered in gorgeous, 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 gorgeous tattoos, yes, <laughs> you can only see a tiny bit of them. I feel like oh. I should strip off. 
always posting my nudes on my Instagram, so just head on over. Yeah, just head on over if you want some gorgeous tatted babes on your feed. Absolutely. Yes. So this is the listener dilemma for those of you that are so confused right now. (laughs) So the question says, should I get a tattoo sleeve before or after I lose weight? I hate my arms and I want to lose weight, but I really want tattoos now and I'm worried it's going to take too long to lose weight. Okay. So for me, as somebody who has a lot of tattoos, I was going to say choose, um, who has a lot of tattoos, the reason that I get tattoos personally is I feel like they're revealing more of me. And I think you'd be surprised when you do get the tattoos, how much you love your arms more. Like I can, like now that I have um, both of my arms tattooed, I hardly ever wear anything to cover them up. And I do have friends, um, one of my best friends, she actually has uneven arms. So on one arm, she's got... Um, I don't know how else to explain it, but a fold in the middle. And she doesn't like that, but she has got her arms tattooed. And so she feels more comfortable showing them because they, they reflect her now, you know? And I think that um, physically, I know that tattoos shrink better than they stretch because stretch marks can go through a tattoo um, and spread the ink out. But I think that it may help you on your self-love journey going, my body is starting to reflect who I am, what I enjoy, what I love. And I want people to see that tattoo. So I think that getting it now, if it's going to make, if you are like, I love this design, I love how it looks. Sometimes little things like that can really change our body anxiety. For me, I love to share my body um but when I had my um stomach tattooed suddenly I was like everybody needs to see this I need to walk around in crop tops all the fucking time like you need to see this beautiful tattoo that I have and um so I hope that um they that whoever wrote this in that they see um getting their tattoos as a powerful self-love step and not something to cover up a part of their body but rather to um decorate it like I see my body as decorated by beautiful art I'm a walking art gallery and you may then start to love those parts of your body that before might have been a little bit hard and that's just what works for me personally Mm. um also when we lose weight our skin loses elasticity unless you build muscle underneath so it depends on what kind of weight loss we're talking about as well so if if they're doing a gradual weight loss the skin may retain the elasticity more but as somebody who's seen a lot of women and non-binary people naked, especially after they've had weight loss surgery. The biggest struggle that they come to me with and want a photo shoot to help support their journey is that they they thought that losing the weight would mean that they loved their body more, but often they very much struggle with the loose skin that they're left with afterwards. And they can find that very upsetting and um, almost harder to be, to emotionally cope with because there's nothing that you can do to repair the skin's elasticity so when we think of that sort of extreme very fast weight loss that comes from a weight loss surgery 
it can affect the 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 way that the skin feels and sometimes a tattoo may fold in on itself because it's not stretched flat anymore so something to keep in mind i have seen people who have had um the excess skin removed from weight loss but if you do that and then you lose even more weight what happens is is those scars then begin to stretch out and they they go from being like a thin scar to like a couple of centimeters wide especially underneath the arm so it depends on what kind of weight loss we're talking about also pain wise getting your elbow tattoo tattooed like my I don't have a lot of fat around my elbow so I could feel the needle bang on the bone so to get really graphic feeling the needle bang off any of the bones on your arm not not super fun um (laughs) definitely having a little bit of padding helps with the pain and helps with your recovery as well so Mm, I hope that that's really helpful that is true that is true and with the whole weight loss aspect like you, when you lose weight or if this person even does lose weight, you don't know where that weight's going to come off. Even exactly. If, even if you only focus on arm exercises or cardio and not yeah. weights, like yes. you, you can never decide where your weight's going to come off. Like you might lose weight and it might just come all come from your boobs or on your face. Yes. Or even if you're exercising more or eating a, a, a particular diet or food, maybe no weight comes off at all like you just don't Mm. you just don't know exactly and And weight cycling is is damaging to your long-term health Mm, so please don't do any bad diets and also you have beautiful worth now you don't need to be worthy to lose weight and you don't need to be worthy of tattoos to lose weight like I have tattoos all over the cellulite on my legs and um there was a there was a time 10 years ago where I could not find a tattooist who would tattoo over my cellulite they were like oh it'll warp the design it won't look good now it's like oh anything goes you know and the tattooing has advanced so much you know you used to have to go see a specialist tattooer to work over scarring or anything like that now the machines and the types of inks and just the the progress the tattoo industry has made um it's a lot more body accepting also find an artist who is um loving of queer bodies and often they will put something like that um in their bio they might say like um all bodies welcome um you know they might make posts about it I know heaps of tattooists in Perth who are very passionate about making people feel comfortable so I will say to them things like hey this bed doesn't actually feel stable for my weight because I'm I'm over 100 kilos um and most beds are not like massage beds are not weight rated over that so I don't actually feel comfortable getting on this bed um but it takes a long time to be able to speak up for yourself like that um so you know I'll just explain things like hey just in future if you're looking for a new bed or something for your clients to rest on um this is more size inclusive and feels more comfortable and often the tattooist wants you to be comfortable because they they know they're inflicting pain on you so they're usually very empathetic to that and it's yeah and they want to do better I feel like the tattoo industry has changed a lot um, in the last like 15 years and now there's a lot more queer tattooers there's a lot more female and non-binary tattooers creating safe loving spaces yeah and I would also add to that and recommend people 
follow some plus size people on social media that have tattoos themselves and then as we all do we already stalk people on social media yeah <laughs> see if you can find out this is what i have done to find out my new tattooers find out where they got their tattoos from like find some plus size yeah. or just babes. go through their following go through <laughs> yes go through their following just type in tat tattoo and then see yeah. what tattoo parlors they go to like what tattooers they go to and because then at least like if you're worried yeah. like oh i don't want this person to have to be this up close to my body for this long at least then you'll be you'll feel like oh they've tattooed a bunch of plus size people a bunch of exactly. people like it's no big deal and also tattooists they've been close to every part of the body everything every every, yeah. every everything like they're friends, not they're yeah. not gonna care about yeah. a little bit of a fat roll like they don't care. no and uh, like i went for a quote to have my whole back tattoo next year and yes. i said to her you know this is i want the tattoo to work with how my body stands not how my body lays flat so when I'm standing I have back rolls and I want the design to flow with my back rolls and she was so excited about doing this you know and that's the thing is when you're open about your body and how you want it to be um it it just creates things that are so much easier for the artist and I'm a very sweaty person I always have that like anxiety that I have bo smell and stuff like that and I'm just I'm really open about it with them and say like this is what I'm worried about um you know but I always make sure I shower before you get tattooed have a decent meal and also bring snacks um so I usually have a protein breakfast so I want something like eggs um because when you're being tattooed your body goes into shock and um and having that store of like protein to burn energy like a protein and a carb so I'll have poached eggs on toast or eggs benny or something like that that's usually my go-to pre-tattoo meal and then I bring stuff to snack on and I keep snacking because as your body goes into shock it's burning a lot more calories and if you don't snack you might start to feel dizzy might start to feel sick so that I love giving people advice on getting tattooed because um, as I get older, I find that my body tolerates tattoos very differently and um, seeing that change is very interesting. But I love getting tattoos. They're my favourite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, cur- I'm currently saving up to get some tattoos. Like, oh, I just want to be... I just want to be covered in them. Like, like I just have like, a, like this certain aesthetic that I just want. And it's just, mm. I just need some tat. I just need some tats there. I think I'm going to get like, oh, I just, I just wish they didn't cost so much money. They're just so much money. Yeah. <laughs> they do, but I'm, I'm But worth it though. Absolutely yeah, worth absolutely it. Absolutely worth so it. So worth it. Such it's a good investment. There's still some tattoo shops that are only taking cash. And I feel like they're, it's a, like being back in time. And then there are some that have like afterpay. And then there's a thing called ink pay, which is like, uh, it's like a zip pay, but for large tattoo pieces. So um, I did not know this was a yeah, thing. This yeah, is so good information to shops, know. Ooh. Yeah. So some tattoo shops are taking, you know, more of a variety of payment now, um, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And I'm yeah, really, really definitely. happy about um, because, you know, we, we don't we want to make sure we can afford things <laughs> <laughs> do i pay for rent or do i get a tattoo hmm. yes do i buy food this week do i get the tattoo <laughs> and um you know people will ask me questions like what was the most painful one how much have you spent like um 
you know, how many hours. I'm like, I don't add that shit up. I don't, <laughs> don't yeah. want to know how much I've spent. Like it's, it, to me, every tattoo that I get reveals something about the inside of me. It's like they're making visible what was already there. Mm. And um, that's, that. it's a very cathartic yeah. experience for me. Um, and that, yeah, it's something that I just really enjoy. And I, I don't, I'm a bit silly because in my head, I don't have many tattoos because I have friends that are a lot more covered than me with visible tattoos um, over their hands, neck or face. But I've, I've kind of run out of spots and I'm looking at the, <laughs> these spots now like, do with some some stuff on over here so yeah I feel like one day I'll be very covered because I just I'm like all right now I gotta do the ribs like (laughs) (laughs) oh that's that that's that's oh yeah I've got one I've got one side of my ribs done and Mm. I think that's the only tattoo where I was like I'm never getting another tattoo again. <laughs> then two weeks later, I was booking in another one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Love that. Yes. <laughs> oh. I hope that was helpful to the person who's wanting to get a full sleeve. And um, people often say that the, the soft underarm part is the most painful. I actually found that the inner elbow part here was very painful okay, on both okay. sides. Good this this kind of I don't know how to explain this part of the body um and I've had I've got pretty solid color on my elbow pit area I and on my elbow sleeve bone. so much I'm just like oh, look at your you. sleeve wait yeah. show it off show it off show it off show off the sleeve <laughs> I, love I love showing it. up my body and like sharing it and that, yes, that's something that, that. Yeah. um yeah like for me I I would always see these amazing like plus size models like Tess Holiday and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh, you know, it's so amazing that she can do that and be so confident. And then I was like, why do I expect other people to do that? Why don't I just do that? And, that, mm. and it really clicked for me. And I'm really lucky um, that, you know, I started to do it at a time in my life where it was like, you know, my family don't see what I do online or they don't give a shit or I don't, I don't really care. Um, you know, I was in a relationship where it wouldn't put me in danger to share my body online. And so I feel like this is something that I want to do. And it's also so important to me through my work in my photography that I'm always showing a variety of skin tones, body shapes, queer identities. That's all, that's what I want to show in the world and um, use my platform for. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. So to conclude this episode, what we do every single week, we share our own version of recommendations. And considering majority of our audience would be part of the plus size fat community, what we do is we share our fave fat friendly find, which is a brand business product that caters to the fat community or at least is a fantastic ally. So my dear fave fat friendly find and i would laugh so hard if you say city chicks so hard no. <laughs> definitely not they're not uh, a find they they're starting to become like the kmart of like and even then sometimes you find better stuff at kmart <laughs> oh my god kmart has good stuff actually not actually not has great stuff like for like if you're thinking like cheap stores best and less people yes. if you want good cheap plus size stuff 
best and less. Yes. For your basics. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, we talked about black milk earlier because I'm wearing a black mm. milk um, like overall set. And there is a bit of a campaign at the moment for them to show their clothing on plus size models because I would have never thought that they did my size until um, I was doing a photo shoot and one of my clients showed up in black milk pants and I was like, obsessed and she's like you would definitely fit their stuff and I um yeah went online and I was like oh my god I love everything and ordered them expecting to have to return um so I generally wear a 22 on the bottom and a 20 up the top and um their 2xl fits me really well um even some of the stretchier things I buy an xl in now like I've got 2xl overalls on there's heaps of stretch around um, the hips and bum area just from wearing them. And so I ordered an XL in the next um, set of overalls that I got. So I do enjoy black milk. I do really want them to show more body diversity. Um, they, they're great with different ethnicities, not so much different body sizes. Um, I would love it if they showed more people in their XL size. And um, I just love the designs because I'm really always inspired by art and I'm such a bigger, more person. So I'm always like adding more shit on. So when I see something with like a cool print, I really love it. Um, I recently found a brand on Instagram called Cosmic Drifters and they do this about really cool witchy clothing and it goes up to a UK size 30 and they're not a cheap brand but it looks like it's all made to order mm -hmm. and it looks really like stunning and um, really cool fabrics, really cool designs and they do show them on different body sizes as well. Um, and the other one that I was going to say was another brand that I found on Instagram, which is a sustainable brand and it's based in Australia and it goes up to a size 26 and it's called um, Colo. It's spelled kind of like Chloe. So it's K-H-O-L-O. -O. And I got a tartan dress from there with pockets. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And they... Um, they do some um, beautiful fabrics and I love that it's a sustainable brand. And I think the dress cost me um, 120 and just really great quality, small, sustainable fashion brand. And I've seen them come out with some like jumpsuit designs. They've got tops. They've got quite a variety of things. So um, I quite enjoy seeing smaller brands making fucking awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great to see just so again there's no excuses then for bigger brands not to be more size inclusive or create exactly. great products because like, so many small brands that don't yes. have a lot of money to begin with or don't have, maybe not have the platform to begin with they create such fucking epic yes. stuff and I hate it when people are like well it costs more because of the more fabric I actually walked past cotton on body the other day selling oversized band t-shirts I could have fit the medium and I wear a 20 to a 22 and I was mm -hmm. like interesting how we can make fat sizes when it's in fashion and oversized but we can't do it when you actually have plus size people that you could be catering to because oh. I can't shop it I don't I've never been able to shop at Cotton On Body even at my smallest weight mm -hmm. so 
um, that's really frustrating. It's like interesting that you guys can make this now, but you couldn't do it as like an everyday thing. And, <laughs> and that's got more material. Yeah. It's, it's actually a load of shit because the amount of fabric um, a brand is ordering, it's much of a muchness because there's so much fabric scrap anyway. So yes. when, they're, when they're saying, you know, oh, well, plus size, um, it's harder to make it because there's more fabric and you should have to pay more. It's, it's, it's just an excuse. It's like a too hard basket. And um, it's because they don't really want to have to put in the effort. Yeah, and they just don't want fat people to shop in their stores, even though we have money to spend, okay? Yes. We may yes. be going through inflation right now in a pandemic, but we still have money to spend. We still want to have spend some money to look good. And Exactly. And a just... good quality, like a good quality item that is going to last you years. Mm. Like, and if you can get it on Afterpay, that's like better than buying something cheap that's going to fall apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we've all fallen into the sheen trap and like bought a couple of things from them. And yeah, like the quality is freaking atrocious, but I'm never mad at somebody who is like, this is what I can afford and this is what I can find in my size. Yeah. But I hope that if, if they could actually get things at a much better quality, that's going to last them a longer time and they could put on afterpay or something like that then they would get the wear out of that item mm. um then I think it's definitely worth it yeah definitely yeah and that oh god that could be a whole segment in itself is the whole argument people being like well you, sh you should never shop at sheen they're so bad for the environment it's just like people know this but again there's not enough stores out there that can provide cheap plus size clothing and what people don't understand is that places like Kmart like you said City Chick they are fast fashion as well I understand Shein is a whole other level of fast fashion but for a lot of people that's all they can afford if they're gaining weight losing weight like you know they don't want to spend a, a big chunk of money if they know they might be putting on more weight or losing more weight like it's just, uh, yeah, that's a whole other segment. I just get so very, very frustrated with when people are just like, never shop at Shein. It's just like, we might not have it. It's very, it's very elitist. And it's it very is privileged. very, very elitist, um, very privileged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's just like my little, my, my little tip I have. I just like, mm, like, yes. Yes. Yeah, There's somebody who could walk into any shop and find clothing. Like, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah when you literally struggle to find clothes to fit you. And I feel like I do have like a, an unusual body shape. Um, so I do struggle to walk in anywhere, even like Kmart and stuff like that to find clothes for me. Um, but yeah, it's like when you see that online and you're like, well, that's going to be loose and comfortable. I may as well buy it yeah. and I'll wear it all summer. Mm. It's yeah. It's like, well, you got to change the whole industry. Don't blame an individual person. Like, yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, my recommendations this week, my fave fat friendly finds, I think, I think I've recommended them before already on the podcast. I forget, but I'm just going to mention it anyway. Snag tights. I just love snag tights yeah. so much. Their Instagram feed is just filled with people. This is City chick, take note, take note, get your notes, get your pen and paper out. Mm -hmm. Look at Snag Tight's Instagram feed and take inspiration from them. That is mm -hmm. how you promote your products is you actually use people of all different sizes. And when you use people that are fat, there's not just one type of fat person. 
Yes. They're fat people that might have, you know, more fat on their legs, on their arms. They might be more, they might dress more feminine. They might dress more masculine. They might be of all different genders, sexualities, colors, shapes. There's like, fat people aren't just this little box of this over over photoshopped person with no with with a flat stomach and no flabby arms and no cellulite that's not what the general fat person is there's so many different so city chick techno so, so yeah. many different i oh. have um their like shorts that i wear under things to prevent chafing oh that's yeah. next on my list that's next on my list yeah shorts absolutely yeah, I got um, like maybe four pairs in a couple of years ago and I wear those shorts like every day in summer and they're a little bit more breathable. Like I have got anti-chafe shorts from um, Taking Shape before and they're like a kind of silky material, um, but they're a little bit too short. I always find this issue with um, anti-chafing shorts is that they they will be too short for me because my yes, legs rub together same. yeah mine rub together closer to my knees more than at the top like that's the part that's actually oh, going that's really? rubbing together and uh-huh. so I need I need an anti-chafing short that can get to my knee length mm. and I find a lot of them actually stop kind of mid-thigh and then they'll roll up as I walk so yeah. I quite like the snag tights ones um that they they I can make them knee length or I can make them shorter if I want to because of the way that the, the material's woven. So yeah. I definitely agree. I've seen that they're doing like little dungaree overalls and I'm like, I do love Bitch. looking like a giant toddler. <laughs> that is next on my list. That is next on my list. Like I had a shopping cart full of stuff and I mistakenly removed it. Even though I love, the, I love, 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 love the other stuff I got, but I removed it because I was like, no. Demi, you can't spend hundreds of hundreds of dollars just on one brand. You just can't. But I just, I just, yeah. I'm just so in love with them. So I'm like saving up some money so I can buy from them again. I know um, they're just a lot just of fabulous. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, burlesque performers who use their tights as well. Mm. Oh, um, and I because got, I got the ones. Say? They're like, um, oh, what's the word where you have um. I got the ones that have like fake suspenders because yes. I, I love the look. I like I love the burlesque look. Like um I just love the whole like you know suspenders with the undies and then with the the tights. But I cannot for the life of me keep the suspenders hooked onto yeah. the tights. So yes. then what snag tights did? They brought in these tights that are like it looks like you have suspenders. Yeah, it's on, like a but faux suspender. Yes, it is the hottest fucking thing. Yeah, so difficult to put on. But then again, I'm unco. I can barely dress myself <laughs> as it is. So unco. But oh my god, the hottest thing in the world. Love them to death. Love them. My, my partner loved them. Like go get like yeah, go get yourselves the faux, yes. yeah the faux suspender is- tights. Just, and you oh. can you can keep them on without underwear like they are an easy access yes. item <laughs> yes yes you can uh, yes you can that's the important thing here mm-hmm. yes, if exactly. you can keep something so you on can, you can keep feeling the fantasy yes. during the interaction uh-huh. yeah there's no so things put, flying off or anything mm-hmm. and then the underwear over the top and then you can take the underwear off and you're still in your i'm a sexy lingerie um fantasy mm-hmm. yes yep you're a planner <laughs> you're a planner my dear love it love it thought I'm this single. one through <laughs> <laughs> love it yes <laughs> my dear it has been 
a fun ride. We have definitely over-recorded, <laughs> but I'm more than oh, happy with that. I'm so sorry. That's that mean. never, apolo- never oh, apologize. Never apologize. Time. Yeah, I, I just looked at the time just said, I'm just like, oh my gosh, has this been two hours? <laughs> I've had such a blast chatting with you. I... I think we are definitely going to be needing some more chats yeah. in the future about ranting about City Chick and about many, many other, yeah. many other things in the future. But... I um, I'm going to be in Brisbane. Um, oh in yes, three plug. Weeks. Sorry, plug away, plug yes. away. Yes, people, she's Hello. a photographer. She's a photographer. <laughs> yes. Book her. In case Book you didn't her. get it from the chat, um, yes. I'm a photographer and I work a lot in empowerment and body image, but I also love doing magical portraits because our bodies are these fucking incredible vessels of the universe and so um I love just creating beautiful art with our beautiful bodies I photograph all shapes all sizes and I provide the posing instruction and support um so I know when somebody points a camera at you when you feel like oh my god I have no idea what to do with myself I totally feel the same thing and I talk to people the whole time during photo shoots so to help them feel comfortable and just feel amazing in their bodies and uh so that's what I do I'm based in Perth but I do have plans to travel to um all the other states and take photos of everybody's delicious booties (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that I will be I'll make sure to put all your details in the show notes including your Instagram handle and and upcoming dates but big Big, big thank you for coming onto the show. I am sure the listeners thoroughly enjoyed everything oh. you had to say about City Chick because <laughs> ooh, there was some gosh, there was some tea <laughs> a brewing. So I feel big, like big. There's still more I can say. I feel oh, like I can come back. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, honey. Oh, honey, yeah, you're coming back. Yeah, I think we need to do a part two because there's just there's just too too much, too much tea, too much gossip. So, City Chick, watch out. Yes. Have a lovely afternoon. Yes. So, big thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for having me. We at Fat and Eyes pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. Cool fact, 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.